All right, everybody. So today we're going to talk about what to do when whenever you solve one problem in your relationships, it's just replaced by another and you knock that down and it's replaced by another. So today we're going to talk about polyamory whack-a-mole. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that like cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. So before we get into our topic for the day, Cassie, what's been going on? Well, a lot of things. The little one is getting huge. Mm. Um, so the little lion is now saying all kinds now of the words. Big lion. Yeah. Up to like 50 words, 40, 40, 40, 40 something, 40 something. Yeah. Uh, and growing like today she was, uh, and also things that are not words, like evidently, like she loves music. So like Will Smith's na 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 getting jiggy with it. She now says na 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 na, you know, to get the music playing. And goes uh uh uh, 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 uh yeah. Uh. So a lot of expressions and stuff. Um, she was listening to Fort Minor, by the way, and she was going like this with it, like, mm, mm. Um, and she was going mm. Uh, so lots of personality there. Um, we, uh, we're doing a little lock-in. Yeah. So we were scheduled to go to an event, uh, this weekend and teach and stuff and things, but, um, you know, circumstances happened. Well, I mean, little one in the house, circumstances changed, risk levels changed as far as what we were looking to do. And we had to reevaluate with having an unvaccinated little human in the house. Uh, so we weren't able to go that, but you know, the event that we were going to teaching fun, but honestly, one of the big reasons we like to go to the event, cause we don't have to teach anywhere, right? Like we deal with all of you online and help you all out. But one of the big reasons we like going to this event is because it is sexy, awesome, fun, sexy, kinky time. Yeah. It's sexy. So sexy. we teach and we do things. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And we were like, okay, so we're not going. We already have babysitters lined up. We already have all this stuff lined up. We are not just going to work because we love helping people. And we have a tendency to do that sometimes and just be like, oh, plans changed. Let's work. Mm-hmm. What's the next episode people need? What do we want to make for our clients? Like, who do we want to talk to? And we were like, no, no, we should, we should take advantage of this time. And this is actually, because we're, we're, we like talking about relationships. This is a good lesson for all of you. If cha- plans change, right, and you have that availability, it's a good thing to take advantage of the mm. time that you have with your partner. Just throwing out a little a relationship advice there. Truth. Right? If you have that opportunity with your partner, just because something changes doesn't mean that you can't make it an amazing, wonderful time. And that is the goal that I 
still have for this weekend. And we were like, look, <laughs> kids are going to be gone, which check, check. Well, which by the way, like, and I have to say, you know, and as much as we make sure we take steps, you know, sometimes, I mean, let's just be honest, having an 18 month old in the house does make things more difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just a fact. I love her to death. <laughs> we do all the things that we preach as far as setting the time. And also having an 18-month-old definitely makes it more difficult than we just had a 16-year-old in the house. So we yeah, were like, like 16, cool. our son's older than that at this point. But he wasn't. He wasn't. So we were like, <laughs> cool, we're going to do a lock-in. Because Cassie has been wanting to do like a kink lock-in thing yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Plans have fell through and still can't do what you were planning before COVID involving other people and all that kind of stuff. But nothing saying can't do both. And Mm -hmm. so we're like, cool. So like set up. Cassie got the the like frozen frozen meals stocked. Yeah. Places cleaned up. Stuff is together. Yeah. Cassie's got plans that I don't know about. Yeah, I'm like, it's funny because I was like, let's talk about this in the host chat. And I'm like, how much? Yeah, please. So what? What? What's gonna happen Mm. this weekend? Um, so you're not going to be really able to leave our dungeon space, and a lot of sensory deprivation, and a lot of being taken advantage of and used and toyed with and not a lot of details but i'm locking him in and he ain't going nowhere so it should be a lot of fun yeah so i think that's mainly it i'm sure next episode we will have some things that you might want to share that you need to get off your chest and voice and I don't know, I hope man. So. I'm gonna be talking to you next episode. You might be like <laughs> on Zoom from two separate places. Guess if we'll I, find if out. I did my job. If right, you all maybe. see us like zoomed in from two different places next time, you know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it went really awesome. Yeah. Apparently, that's what happened. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. Life stuff, host chat. So, without further ado, I guess let's hop into today's topic. All right. So, Cassie, tell us what we're talking about today, because this is your topic. Yeah. So, I'm sure many of you have been to the carnival, and you're, you know, there, and you're you're playing a game, right? And it's this game where the little moles pop up one after the other, and you bop it down, and it seems like a new one pops up, and then you pop down another one, and another one pops up, and it's a really fun game when you're playing for cotton candy or points or something like that. It's not such a fun game when it's your relationship, right? When you're finding that no matter what you do, there's always what you think is a new problem popping up. Did you want to add something? No, you know, and this is, this is something that we see all the time, right? Where it's like in our Facebook group or in questions that we get or whatever, it's like, oh, you know, like this week it is, what is it? Like this week it's jealousy. And then, okay, no, now this week it, it's communication, the relationship is falling apart. And then this week, uh, it's, it's, you know, we can't manage time with a new partner. And this week, and this week, and this week, right? And I know that's something you see, like, regularly. Yeah, and, you know, what we see is folks saying, like, you know, my relationship is falling apart. It's, it's you know, at a point where it's, it's you know, disaster is about to hit. Oh, never mind. We figured this one out. We figured this out. We're going to be okay. And then, like, 
Three days later, we see a new post. Oh God, our relationship, it's, it's going to fall apart again. This thing's here, right? And it's kind of just this reoccurring process, right? And it almost seems like the more they pop down these problems, the more things pop up like whack-a-mole, right? Like the more we do, it seems like just as many moles that we're knocking down, we're getting back up. And I'm sure everybody here knows what whack-a-mole is, right? It's a carnival game. You got a hammer, they pop the little heads up, you knock them down, right? Something comes up and you're trying to do it as fast as you can. And you know, it's a fun carnival game, but when you're talking about your relationships, right? This is not as much fun when you're not talking about trying to win stuffed animals because you know, this is the problem. Like how frustrating is that, right? Like if you're in this position, because all of us, right? Everybody here, like you are on this journey where you are trying to build those dream relationships. Like you want relationships that are passionate and connected and loving and peaceful and secure, right? And when you're in this position that like, whenever something pops up, you, you know, you feel like you're dealing with it and you're putting in the work and you're doing the things, and now it's on to the next problem. And then, oh, next thing pops up. And all of a sudden, like you're doing this, you're putting the work, you're dealing with a thing. And it gets to this place where it's like, you're always putting in the work, you're always doing the things, but it seems like you're never actually any closer to that loving, secure, passionate relationship. And that is frustrating. And that leads a lot of people to feeling really hopeless. And exhausted, right? And you definitely just, exhausted. You just get to a place where you feel tired in your relationship and you feel incompatible, right? You start to feel like, well, me and my partner just, maybe we're just not meant to be together. Like we, you know, no matter what, we can't connect. These things just keep happening. They just keep happening. New things just keep happening over and over again. And, you know, what we found is that, you know, these aren't necessarily new problems. And it's hard to see that, right? When you're, when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, it seems like it's always something new. But a lot of times it's not. And that's really the thing that we really want to bring, you know, attention to, right? Is that it's not necessarily new things. It's that there probably is a group of problems that you're having in your relationship and a group of problems that you keep having in your relationship. So going back to Facebook, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example of this, right? Is, you know, someone will post something and they'll say, you know, this week my partner went through my phone and we had a huge argument and a huge fight because, you know, they were looking through my phone and it was my privacy, so on and so forth. And then, you know, we had this big blow up. Oh, we resolved it. We fixed it. He's not going to go. He, she, they are not going to go through my phone anymore, right? And then... The next week, it's, oh, we have a new problem. It's, we're trying to make agreements and we just can't come to anything because my partner doesn't think I'm going to be honest. And then the next week, you know, there's something else where it's like, you know, my partner is, you know, sneaking and, and, and checking out what I'm doing on Facebook behind my back, et cetera, et cetera, right? These are all trust problems, right? And usually it's not just that, right? It's typically a group of several problems that you reoccurringly have. And what you're doing is you're tackling the specific situations rather than the actual problems as a whole. Well, this is the danger of this, right? And this is, you know, we talk a lot here about the problem and things that 
you know, seem like they're going to work, but don't work. Right. And, you know, and, and that's the danger here, right? Because when you're in this situation, it feels like you're making progress because you are doing work, right? And then something is getting resolved. But the problem is, is you're really not. And like that, that's the real important thing to understand here is when you feel like this, right? You, you know, you have this idea that you're clearing this problem out, but you're not, you're just pushing it down. And this is something that we see happen so much in relationships because what happens is there, there's a, a bunch of stuff at play here, right? One of them's not addressing the root issues, right? And, and, and there's a whole lot of other things that go along with that. But really at the end of the day, what's important to understand here is that it only looks like you're dealing with these problems, but as Cassie was saying, you're not actually fixing them. You're just pushing them down. That's why they keep coming up again and again in different patterns and different orders, but you'll see these patterns in, the same, in your relationship where it is the same patterns, right, in different forms coming up over and over again. And the real danger here that we see a lot of times is because it seems like you're doing something by sitting there beating on these things, because it, you know, you're putting in work because it seems like, oh, you have something and now it is, now it, it's, it's handled. It feels like you're making progress. But the problem is, is that progress is an illusion, right? Because again, you're not fixing it, you're just pushing it down and then onto something else until that pops up again later and that pops up again later. So the problem is, is it's entirely possible here to be in this position where you constantly have this illusion that you're doing the work, fixing this, fixing that, fixing this, fixing that. But the reality is things keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And it starts to feel, you know, as I said before, like, like you're incompatible, like, like you can't actually fix things because you're always working to fix them. Right. It feels like you're not actually living and enjoying the relationship that you have because you're constantly working at it. Right. And not to say that you have, don't have to put work into your relationships, but that should be like a labor of love. And like, you should be getting those fruits of that labor versus feeling like you're just constantly, constantly putting that work in and you end up sort of wearing yourself out, right? You, you wear out, you know, your, your resources, your patience, you stop to, you know, you, you stop having that ability to give, you know, your partner charity and kindness and, and to actually be able to work at when new problems do happen, right? When there is new challenges that come up. There's an important factor player that you have to remember. And this is why I was saying the problem is you have this illusion that you're making progress when you're not actually doing it, right? Relationships are never sitting stagnant. They're getting better or they're getting worse. Right. So when you have the illusion of progress, not progress, things are actually getting worse along the way. And what winds up happening, and especially in the situation where people are putting in the effort, putting in the effort, putting in the effort, is people wind up getting to a point either where they're tapped out and they're no longer put in the effort anymore, or they get to a point of feeling hopeless. Right. Or one of those two things happens with their partner. And the problem is that for a lot of people who are in this position, it kind of sneaks up out of nowhere. Right? Because it's like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I can't do it. And a lot of times, you know, that, that breaking point, that straw that breaks the camel's back, that's something that people don't see 
coming. Right? And again, that is why this is so dangerous to have this illusion of progress without the progress itself, because that's really what you're talking about here when you're doing this whack-a-mole, right? So I want to talk about why this happens. Do you have anything you want to throw in first? Yeah, just that, you know, the, the, it becomes a very difficult situation because as you just mentioned, like it does sneak up on you, right? Because you don't realize how worn out from that pattern you are before it hits. And it's frustrating. So often I hear people talk about being frustrated or being tired or being hopeless or wondering if they're compatible anywhere. This is where you get when you try and try and try and try and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Kind of the natural place. Yeah. And that hopelessness turns into almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, like we're never going to be able to make things work. We're never going to be able to fix things. And then it just continues to kind of fill into that, that cycle. So let's talk about why this happens, right? Because we kind of touched on you're not really solving the problems. But what is it that's really going on? Because I think this is really important for people to understand. And I think, and I'm, I'm interested in getting your, your viewpoints, but I think there's two main things that are going on here when we're talking about this, right? That people don't recognize that lead to this problem. And the first, I talked about this earlier kind of in this, this sense of addressing root causes, but the first comes down to problems versus patterns, right? So what do I mean by that? All of us come into our relationships with patterns that we have built up over the years. And these relationship patterns, they start from the time that we are, you know, this, this tall, right? And we're learning from our parents. And then we learn from our parents and we learn from the media and we learn from the world and we learn from the relationships that we have along the way, the good relationships, the bad relationships. And we develop these patterns in our relationships that sometimes we see and a lot of times we don't and we're blind to, right? But all of us have these years and years and years of patterns and the patterns that we have, both the healthy ones and the unhealthy ones, are what define our relationships. And for a lot of people, we have a lot of unhealthy relationship patterns in the way we communicate, in the kinds of attachment that we have, right? In the way we deal with jealousy, in the way we manage time, in the I could go on and on and on, in the way we push away rather than pull closer when there's problems, right? In the way that we get defensive and bite off our partner's head, in the ways that we... Uh, handle NRE. Handle NRE or deal with rejection. We all have these patterns and there's always a lot of unhealthy ones there, right? And so a lot of times what's happening, because patterns aren't easy to break. Patterns are something that tend to take a lot of effort and a lot of intervention because it's, it's hard a lot of times not only to know how to fix those patterns, but to, uh, you know, see the, the water from inside the fishbowl, right? So we don't wind up addressing the patterns. We wind up addressing the symptom of the pattern, right? So we don't wind up addressing the fact that we communicate 
in ineffective combative ways, we wind up fixing the fact that we're going to deal with the dishes and stop arguing about them and figure that out, which works fine until the next time a conflict comes up, right? We don't deal with the pattern that when we're going through rough things, we push our partners away, right? We just deal with the rough thing that's going on right now and now we're feeling more connected or we don't deal with the fact that we don't know how to stay connected to our partner as time goes on, right? We just go on a vacation real quick to try and like feel better for a moment or find a new relationship to try and feel more connected. But none of these are addressing the patterns. So what winds up happening is we deal with that thing and things are better for a little while until the next time that pattern comes up, until the next time a hard thing comes up, until the next time something that we don't agree on comes up, right? Until the next time whatever it is comes up. So we're whack-a-moleing it because we're dealing with the, the little mole head, right? We're not dealing with the damn mole. <laughs> to use the analogy that you're bringing mm -hmm. into this conversation. So all we're doing is knocking that down and now we're going to deal with another one of our symptoms until the next time this problem, <laughs> this, it, this, this root issue actually rears its head, this pattern rears its head. And we just pattern here, pattern there, symptom of pattern, symptom of pattern, symptom of pattern, never dealing with the actual patterns themselves. Is there anything you wanna tackle on that? Yeah, um, and there's two, issues that happen with this too, all this. right? There's, there's two issues that, that end up happening with this is one, we start to avoid those symptoms rather than facing them, which means when they do pop up, it's even more damaging. So we see this with folks who are like, you know, one of the, the symptoms is jealousy. So you know what? We're just we're not gonna we're not gonna date anybody and not gonna fall in love. That's what we're gonna do. Or to go back to something we talked about recently, we have this pattern of jealousy. The way we're going to try and deal with that is by I'm gonna read your text messages to see if anybody's getting too close to you, which is going to cause its whole own <laughs> other series of problems. But it feels like I dealt with that problem in the moment, but I haven't addressed the pattern. So now other problems are coming up. Mm -hmm. So you start to avoid the things that you need to do, that you need to face, that you need to work on, right? So, you're, so, so first off, not only are you pushing these things down, you're actually ignoring them. You're actually ignoring them and allowing them to fester and to get momentum. So like jealousy, right? If, I, if, if you never actually address that jealousy, and we just keep band-aiding that symptom, well, you're never actually dealing with your jealousy. So now you're gonna need the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to deal with your jealousy, right? So that's the first thing, right? Is that you're never actually dealing with it and it actually can make that grow versus actually dealing with it. And the other thing is, is that, you know, and I wanna give all of you credit because you, know, you might be sitting there and going like, geez, well, like, I thought I was doing the right thing. Like I really am trying to work on my relationship, but I want to give you credit is that it's because you care about your relationships that you're doing this, right? It's because you love your partner and you want things to work. But what ends up happening is this pushing down, this, this going back and forth. 
ends up making you and your partner feel less loved and less connected because it feels like you're always attacking each other and these problems versus actually dealing with the actual pattern. Well, and like I said, and the reason that we do that is because those patterns are incredibly difficult to break, right? So the go-to for people, and you know, and I honor, and I've had this discussion before, but like, I honor anybody who does the work, who puts the work into their relationships, right? But we don't just want you to be putting an effort or time or energy or money or whatever you're investing in trying to fix your relationships. We also want that to be successful because effort alone, all these things alone, they don't heal the relationship, right? You have to actually do the things that work. And the problem is, is that what winds up happening because we can't address these patterns, right? Because we don't have the skill or we don't see them and we don't know they exist or the help that we're going to doesn't have the skill to actually address the underlying patterns or whatever, right? And I wanna, I wanna draw a really important distinction here too because this is something that I hear a lot. So I'm gonna finish this thought and then I'm gonna say this thing, right? But because we don't actually have the thing to deal with those patterns, right? The skill to deal with those patterns. We do the working on the symptom, the tip of the iceberg, because it feels good. It feels like we're doing something and we want the relationship to work. But the problem is that feeling of it feeling good isn't actually in the long run getting it any closer to having that love and that passion and that connection, and that security and the calm and the peace that we want right? It's, it's just it's kind of like busy work. Like it's just the feeling of it. And I want to take a second here because something just occurred to me that's really important because people confuse this a lot. A lot of times when people do realize the patterns are there and they're addressing it themselves or they're trying to go to an expert or whatever, there is this confusion between the pattern and the past. And I want to separate those things because it's really, really, really important. And this gets down to kind of one of the key differences between coaching and therapy as well, right? We develop these patterns through our past. And a lot of times those patterns are caused by bad experiences in our childhood. They're caused by bad relationships with our parents. They're caused by bad relationships or things in our relationships with our partners. They're caused by rough things in our lives that happen. They're caused by trauma. And it's pretty natural a lot of times to think that fixing these patterns consists of going back and dealing with the things that happened in the past. And it's really important to understand that those are two separate things, right? It is helpful a lot of times just for like your own personal well-being to spend a bit of time, and I say a bit of time, right? 
really feeling and processing and venting and letting yourself really, really be in, right? And be in and process. When I talk about being in, I'm talking about processing. That's a whole other conversation, right? But to really give yourself a little time to process whatever happened, particularly if you've never dealt with that, right? Like to really actually, if you've never felt those emotions, to feel them, to let them come up for yourself, to sit with them, to work through them. And that's kind of a whole other conversation, right? And it's important to do that. And it's also true, right, that changing your patterns now is really a very separate thing. There's maybe like this much overlap between those two things. And so often what people think is that when they do recognize, well, there's a pattern underneath this thing. There's a pattern underneath this jealousy that I've carried around for years they go, well, in order to fix that pattern, what I need to do is I need to go back and I need to process my entire childhood, right? To try and figure out whatever may have caused this pattern when I was six. Yeah, I was going to say, and go to every every possible spot in my, my life where, you know, I possibly could have had jealousy influence me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And again, like if you have trauma, right, like... Absolutely, that's something that you want to deal with again for your own well-being, right? Um, like, I just recently had to deal with like the fact that surprise, like I had like some post-traumatic stuff that was coming up from like a previous job that I had that it made my life a whole lot better to sit down and process that, right? Um, but with that being said, it's really important to understand that fixing the pattern is something completely different, right? Because you know, talking about processing that stuff is, is, is back looking, backwards looking, right? But changing a pattern, right? Developing, no matter what happened before, right? The new beliefs that you need and the new ways of looking at the world that you need and the new actions that you need to take and working through the mind trash and the, um, the, the blocks that come up when you are trying to do that is actually an entirely separate process. And I wanted to separate that out because this is so important because like I said, usually most people don't recognize the pattern, but the people who do usually then try and fix that pattern by, like I said, like trying to deal with everything that happened, you know, like in their crummy relationship with their parents. And that Again, while there might be certain things there that you want to do, it's really vital to recognize that that actually does not change the pattern now. And in fact, you don't have to wait until you fully addressed everything in your past to start working on your patterns now. That is something that I think a lot of folks get mm -hmm. confused as well. Yeah, there's a releasing and there's an outcome now. And it's really important. That's why I said this is one of the differences between coaching and therapy, right? And, you know, when you're talking about therapy, you're talking about, I want to go work on those traumatic things that happened, right? Um, and, you know, it, when you're, you're doing that, it can be very valuable to have a place to go vent, to have an ear, to have somebody to talk you through that, those kinds of things, Right? Um, but it's really important to understand 
that, you know, venting, processing something that you've never been able to or had the room to process and moving forward are very different. And this is where coaching comes in. So this sometimes really confuses some of the people that we work with initially, right? Is therapy. And, you know, if we have people, by the way, who have really like have severe traumas or things they haven't dealt with, we will a lot of times help to go to therapy as well for that thing. Right. Um, but it's this difference between looking backwards and processing and actually looking at from here, where do I want to go and what are the beliefs? What is the mindset? What are the actions? What are all those things that I now need to reach that goal of having those dream relationships? And it's really important to understand that just because you recognize this pattern and you start addressing, you know, maybe some of that looking back that you want to address, that does not fix the patterns that you have now. You need to address those things separately. Because if you just go to address the pattern or just go to address the past of it, you'll find that the now doesn't actually get better. And then you're stuck wondering why, because you feel, again, like you're doing all the right things. You want to chime in with anything there? I know I just over here, over there, <laughs> that, that just struck me as being really important. So many people get that confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you chimed this into like what we were talking about, because it is something that confuses a lot of folks. And it can really limit your growth, right? It can limit the successes that you have in your relationship and put such a longer period of time on getting from the place that you are now to where you want to be because you're not actually addressing making the new patterns and working on the future. Um, so I'm really glad that you, you threw that in there. You don't even need to necessarily understand why that pattern is there to fix it, right? That's another thing that people do. They're like, oh God, like, why do I feel jealous? I don't know. Like, I need to go process my whole childhood and try and figure out why I'm jealous. Now it doesn't matter. Like the question isn't why you might have developed jealousy when you were a kid. The question is now in your relationship, when your partner is out on a date with somebody and you are sitting at home feeling torn apart inside, what do you do to change that? It's a whole different conversation. That is so, so important to understand, right? Because so many people we see, they take the step of like, oh, I recognize there are patterns here, but then they don't understand how to fix the pattern, right? You can only, it's important to understand this, right? And like I said, there may be processing that you want to do, whatever, but you can only fix a pattern by looking at where you are at now and moving forward. And that is a very different process from looking back and processing in like a therapy sense, okay? So that was thing one. And if you have anything to add to that, I'll, I'll say the other place that people... Um, the other place that I think people get stuck on this. So it was kind of thing one and then thing 1.5. <laughs> the other thing though, the other place here that I see that people don't realize that really gets them stuck here is this whole fallacy in the first place of thinking that anything going on in a relationship is just the one problem that's looking at you in the face, Right? People have this thought, and it is a untrue thought, right? That stuff going on in the relationship isn't connected. So they look at the moles popping up, let's go back to the mole analogy, and they see this mole over here, and they go, oh, there's something going on in my relationship with jealousy. 
right? So we're taking it a step deeper. So this is, this is realizing that there's problems beneath the tip of the mole here. The head of the mole. The head of the mole. Tip of the mole. Hat. They wear hats Hat a lot of times. Mole, right? <laughs> but it's still not really realizing what's going on because it's looking, it's going, oh, there's, there's a jealousy mole here that keeps coming up, right? Or, oh, there's a connection mole here that keeps coming up. Or, oh, there's a communication mole here or a security mole here. Without ever realizing that underneath, you know, the scenes, like if you just lift up the cover of the machine, all of those pieces under there are interconnected. You look like you wanted to throw something in. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, that it's actually, they're not even one, it, it's not, it's not one mole, two mole, three mole. It's the nest of the moles. They're all connected, right? All, all the pieces are overlapping and intertwined. There is no one mole. There is no one mole. And this is something that people do not realize that leads to broken relationships, right? Because again, so... A lot of people don't realize that there's patterns. Some people look underneath and they either go, oh, there's a pattern, right? I have to process the pattern by processing the past. Or they go, oh, there's a pattern. There's this one pattern and this one other pattern and this one other pattern. And they're under the impression that if they can just like deal with that one mole, like if I could just deal with the jealousy, that will, my jealousy will be gone, right? But what they don't understand is that is not how people work and relationships work, right? People don't go, I'm jealous. That's only related to the jealousy. It isn't related to anything else. It's just the jealousy and I just need to deal with the jealousy. You won't be able to deal with the jealousy if you don't also deal with those other things. And this is the other place that we see people when they do kind of look beneath that surface, fail and wind up having their relationships blow up, right? because they think that they can solve these problems by just working on the communication or just working on the jealousy or just working on the, 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 the connection, but it doesn't work. And I'll, I can give this to you as a very easy example, right? Of how things are connected. First off, if we're jealous, we're probably in some kind of conflict, right? If we're in some kind of conflict, we are pulling away from each other. That is how conflict works. If there is conflict, we will remove. And we might still like, you know, I'm not saying we don't still have good times or, you know, maybe we don't even have makeup sex or whatever, but we're drifting apart, right? Now, when we're drifting apart, also, now we have less security in our relationships because, you know, we recognize that we're in conflict, that we're worried about these other things, that we're feeling disconnected, so now we're withdrawing. But here's the problem with withdrawing. When we're withdrawing, like, like when, when, when we are, we're not feeling secure, then we actually withdraw more because then we need to protect ourselves. And if, if we're not secure in our relationships, we now need to withdraw. But here's the other problem. Now we're not feeling connected and we're seeing our partner connect and go out with somebody else and maybe have this uncomplicated relationship and maybe have this sexual intimacy that we haven't had in years. Oh wait, now we're into the intimacy, right? And like, oh shit, so we feel jealous. You can't address these things one at a time. Like there is no way, I'll use the jealousy because that's an easy example. There is no way that I'm going to be able to help you even with my help or Cassie's help or our help as a team because that's really how we address things. 
that if we were just to take you and try and solve just your jealousy and nothing else, there's no way that we can make you not feel bad when you're feeling disconnected, you're arguing with your partner, you're not feeling secure in their relationship, and you're seeing them have this amazing, connected, sexual, awesome, easy relation with somebody else. There's nothing I can do to make that feel good. Your relationships don't work. Oh, it's just the jealousy, it's just the communication, it's just the connection. It's important to understand these patterns that we build up in our relationship, they're intertwined into different things. And in order to solve the problems that you have, you have to address all of these things and all these patterns and raise the level of the entire relationship or it just doesn't work. And all of you have seen this in your own relationships. I've seen it in mine. You've definitely seen it in yours, right? Of how things are connected. And I really want you to stop and ask you for a second. Like, when you think about it, do you really believe that these things in your relationship are disconnected? Because you know better. We all know better. I mean, I think you you wrapped all that together. So do we want to get into like how to address these things and how to solve them? Or is there anything else you wanted to tag on before we get into that? I just want to summarize, I think. Okay? So playing whack-a-mole. One prompt's popping up. Right? You're knocking it down something else. You're knocking it down, something else. You're knocking it down, something else. Oh, back to that first problem popped up again, right? You're getting frustrated. You're feeling hopeless. Your partner is getting tapped out, whatever. Why does it happen, right? Well, number one, because most people don't look under the problems for the real patterns. And they don't do that because those patterns are hard to solve. So they focus on what's up here because that feels good because we can knock that mold down and we get that feeling that that's good and that is better, but it doesn't actually take us any closer where we want to be. So we wind up frustrated and upset and feeling like we're never making any progress, right? Now, some people do eventually look below the surface, but then they tend to at the patterns and then they tend to make one of two mistakes. They either believe that addressing the past will solve that pattern, which is not true, and they don't actually do what needs to happen to solve the pattern, and they continue to wonder why things are getting worse, even though they feel like they're doing the right things. And slash or, <laughs> they think that they can address these things in isolation, not understanding that that isn't how people work and not how relationships work and not how humans work. And that you can't do that. Okay? So, what is the truth of things? And what can people do about it? So the truth is, is that these aren't individual problems, right? That these are, these are all connected, that there is all these, these issues that have overlapped each other. And what you can do, right, first off, is if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know if I've been playing whack-a-mole or, you know, mm. doesn't sometimes, doesn't sometimes it actually just is the circumstance. And, and, and what I'm going to say is sometimes there is a circumstance, right? Like, I'm going to give an example. Like, COVID threw a loop for a lot of people, right? That is something that we've never dealt with something like that, right? Like, none of us have ever dealt with a pandemic before, right? So is this a circumstance, right? Like, and I want you to really, like, look at what's going on, right? Like, when, you're, when you've had these problems and you've had things going on in your relationship, because for a lot of you, it's not like today was the first time we've had an issue, right? Is I want you to look at the issues 
and the things and, and kind of take a mental inventory. And I'm not saying like get angry at your partner or be upset about them, things like that, but just what have been the recent things that have happened in my relationship? And were they really due to circumstance? And the answer is, if you've had more than like one or two things in the last while, probably not, right? And ask yourself, like, is this really due to circumstance? And ask yourself, you know, how often do I feel like my relationship has been yo-yoing or whack-a-moleing? Does it feel like I'm constantly doing little fixes, but my relationship isn't fixed? Do I keep sort of predicting the future? We have this thing today, we're going to figure it out, but I know next week there's going to be a problem. Is that something that keeps happening? Where I know that in a couple of days there's going to be something new. Is there something you want to add? Yeah, so I'll throw a couple things in here as far as how to know if this is you. It's actually pretty easy. Number one, do the same kinds of problems keep coming up? I mean, if yes, this is you, you're playing whack-a-mole, right? Number two, I mean, just ask yourself, like Cassie said, you know, if you do have these up and down periods, how long has that been going on? And I mean, really the important question with that is like, are you happy with the ups versus the downs? Right. And the last piece, because this isn't rocket science. Like overall, how happy are you with your freaking relationship? And I don't mean overall, except for those two things that are really driving you nuts and making you want to leave. I mean, overall, period. Because these patterns, they're patterns that we all have, right? So this is one of those, like, the proof is in the pudding kind of things. Like, you can tell the truth of your patterns and where those are at. And if that's working for you, by how well your relationship's working for you. Like, if you're not happy in your relationship, you're unhappy, you're unsatisfied, you feel like it's mediocre, you're insecure. I mean, if you're unhappy, those patterns aren't serving you. Right? So that's a sign that you aren't actually addressing the root things there. I mean, I think it really is that simple at the end of the day. You agree? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not happy in your relationships, the answer is your patterns need to change. I think that is kind of the base thing you can look at. Yeah, you can look at like, do the same things keep popping up? You can look at, like I said, like how long do you spend ups versus downs and where do you, but at the end of the day, like, are you happy with where your relationship is at? If you're not, you have patterns there that need to be addressed and need to be changed and improved and up-leveled. It's that simple. I'll get on my soapbox. <laughs> so the thing is what you have to do, right, to get out of this is you need to, one, not settle for quick fixes. Like we talked before about that like instant feeling of like something feeling good and just fixing that little thing, that, that, that mole that pops up not settling for that when you know that's going to reappear, right? Not avoiding the problems 
Because as we talked about before, that whole like, oh, well, you're jealous, so we're just going to avoid all the jealous issues that ever come up. Um, And we're, we're trying to escape from them rather, right? Not doing either one of those things. And just admit, like, you know, you, you it, it may be hard to admit that, like, you haven't been addressing those patterns, right? But it's time to do that, right? To say, you know, look, I, I've, I've, we've been trying and, and give yourself and your partner credit for that. Like, we always, always want to give you credit for putting in effort. There's a lot of people who don't put effort into their relationships at all, um, but recognizing that what you have been attacking, you know, the moles that you've been whacking haven't actually been, we're going to keep going back to the mole analogy, right? Hasn't been those patterns that are underneath that are entwined altogether. Anything else you want to add? Don't settle. Your relationships aren't the place to settle. And, and by don't settle, I mean, not only don't settle, for relationships that are a fraction of what they should be for life that's a fraction of what it should be so many of us do that don't do that right but i also mean don't settle for the feel-good fix don't settle for the thing that feels like you're doing something but isn't actually fixing the relationship the relationship and it's really easy to look at and go huh we keep coming back to the same spots or, huh, our relationship has been unhappy for a blank amount of time and to recognize that what you're doing isn't working. And here's the thing, and this is what's awesome about this and it's also kind of a sign you can look for. If you are on the right path as far as your patterns, you should be seeing big, consistent changes in your relationship and seeing them quickly. I don't mean seeing it for the first week after you start going on a date, right? I don't mean just now you've avoided the things for a couple of weeks. I mean, you should be able to do the stuff that you did before and it shouldn't be the same problem, right? So I don't mean when things are hard, you push each other away and you're like, oh, things haven't been hard. So we fixed that pattern. I mean, it's like, oh, something else hard came up and we got through it. Okay, that's fixing the pattern, right? But The point that I'm making is you should be able to see big consistent changes. You should know, we talk about relationship inertia, right? When you are on the right path, you will have a sense that you are headed in the right direction and those problems are actually getting resolved. And you'll see that over a period of time. It's really that simple. It doesn't have to be a long period of time. And that's the other thing about this that's so great that I want to pull us back around to here and just make sure I'm telling you because when we're talking about these patterns and things underneath and how hard it can be to deal with those initial things and you you can't just deal with those by dealing with the past, I know it can sound like, oh God, like this is so much work to fix. And A, a lot of times it is a lot of work to fix. And yes, a lot of times that is something that people aren't equipped to break through those patterns on their own or they would have done it already. It's hard to break 25, 30, 45, 40 years of a pattern, right? Without outside help. But here's what's awesome about that. When you stop playing this whack-a-mole and you actually address those patterns, you don't then have to address 500 different little things. You can address the patterns in your communication and your connection the way you interact, and that touches everything else, right? Now it's not you're trying to deal with every argument that comes up, right? It's you're just not arguing much anymore. 
right? It's not you're trying to figure out a hundred ways to navigate the jealousy. It's now you're not feeling jealous. It's those things. And this can happen quickly. And this is what's so great about this not being something where you have to process and go to therapy for everything that's happened in the last 30, 40 years of your life to fix these problems is this can happen quickly, right? When we're working with our clients, they completely transform their relationships. And I mean like, you know, on the brink of divorce a lot of times, like who's getting the kids, who's living where kinds of conversations, right? To happy and passionate and in love and their relationships being better than it's ever been and now planning for the future and excited about that again in just 10 weeks because we address those patterns instead of the piece by 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 piece. And now let's also go through the last 40 years of everything that's ever happened to you, right? So understand that when you address these patterns, you don't have to deal with a hundred things. You don't have to deal with the last 40 years of everything and real meaningful, permanent change can happen probably faster than you ever thought was possible. I don't know if you hear me. I said 10 weeks. Or less. I say six months. Well, I mean, 10 weeks. Yeah, I was giving the outside. Like, <laughs> like everybody gets work, gets a transformation within 10 weeks. But I was, I was, yeah, I mean, like this, this, this real meaningful change can happen very, very, very quickly. Change that you can see can happen in days, in a couple of weeks. Right. So keep that in mind, like this isn't all, when we're talking about patterns, there's a very real benefit to addressing things like this, right? Beyond just that it works. So anything else you want to add? No, don't think so. Well, I think that, you know, that wraps us up for, the, for today. What do you think? I mean, here's the thing, like said this, these patterns are difficult to solve, right? These patterns are difficult to change and they're not things that you change by going back and looking at the past. Again, that might be something you need to do separately, but this is what we find talking to most people, right? It's easy enough to sit here and talk to you about these patterns, right? And you might even after you, you, you look at this and you really look at your life, you might even be able to start picking some of those and seeing some of those for yourself. But here's the problem. It's one thing even to recognize those. It is a whole nother thing to actually address them. Changing a pattern that you've been in for years or your whole life is an incredibly difficult thing. And it is something that most people don't do on their own. And particularly when you're talking about, as we said, when you're dealing with relationships, you now need to change and uplift all of these patterns at once to get the result and to get to where you're trying to go. And that just, unfortunately, the truth of it is like, that just isn't something that most people do on their own. It's not something most people can do on their own. It's not a matter of intelligence. It's not a matter of drive. It's not a matter of whatever. It's just a matter of how difficult that is to do it with one thing, much less, you know, four or five or 10 different patterns, right? And on top of which, like I said, like, when that is has been you in your life, it is incredibly hard to even see all of those patterns. It's incredibly hard to even see the water from inside the fishbowl. So that's something that you really need help with and you really need help that addresses not backwards looking. Like I said, that may be something that you want to do separately. It can very much improve your life depending, 
right? But you need help that actually addresses how do you get from where you are at now to where you want to be and what has to change in those patterns? What are the steps you need to take? What's the mindset you need to have? What is the help you need to have, right? What are the actions and the plan to get you from A to Z? You need to get that for yourself. I mean, that's what I'd say. And that's what we do with our clients every day, right? That is exactly how we address stuff. And if this is something, you know, like, and again, we get it. You've put a lot of effort in and it's, it's not easy, but you can take a step and book a call with us and we can dive into exactly what's going on. Cause most likely it's not exactly what you're thinking, right? It's probably not the one jealousy or the one thing. There's probably a lot of other things going on. And from there, we can discuss a plan and see what would be the best path forward for you. I can guarantee and promise that even if you are seeing some of these patterns, which again, you may do after watching this and kudos to you, like that's an awesome thing to look for. You're missing a lot of them because these are things that you have lived with for years or your whole life, right? You need an outside perspective to even understand everything that's going on there, right? So again, if you would like that help from us, this is what we help people do all the time and actually help people, again, not look at the past, but come up with that plan to get from here to there, right? To get from wherever you're at now to having those loving, amazing, thriving, secure relationships, go to touchflavor.com forward slash talk. It'll take you to our calendar, right? Pick a time that works for you. And then from there, you go to a little short application that uh, you know, just gives us some info that's really, really helpful, getting a feel for where you're at, helps us get the most out of the call for you. And then we'll get on the call with you at the time that you picked, we'll dive in, we'll get you crystal clear on three things, right? What exactly those challenges are. And like we said, uh, it's probably not what you think, or it's, it's definitely not what you think, right? There's definitely stuff that's going on that you're not seeing, right? The exact steps that you need to take to get from here to that dream relationship, right? And what that dream relationship would look like. And we're gonna get you clear on all three of those things, what's blocking you, right? And come up with a plan to move from A to Z. So if you want our help with that, like I said, go to touchflavor.com forward slash talk. We will absolutely help you figure out what those patterns are that are standing in your way, help you see those things that you may be blind to, right? And figure out a plan from here to there. Anything else? No. Awesome. All right, everybody. It's wonderful talking to you. Wonderful seeing you. And we will see you all here again next week. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week. So make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family, even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year. And here's the truth, building loving, thriving relationships that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance, 
to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you are building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find and we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.